Yes, yes. It is what it You're is. That's right. Sit back, relax. It's episode 21. I know a lot of people thought, you know, I wouldn't be able to, you know, keep it up. I've been really busy, but uh, I've been squeezing these episodes in, like squeezing. So yes, episode 21, I've got so many stories to tell, like, this is straight off the bat, kind of like a freestyle. So after the, uh, I left Monarch Music, like I was like I was sitting down and I was thinking to myself, "Look, I've, yo, Mode, you you're supposed to be a boss. I mean, it should be over. Uh, like you should be over these labels, you know, trying to get one money man, you know, to sponsor or trying to sign up with a label." you know trying to do stuff with friends i just realized one thing about friends you know they're cool from a distance once they start getting closer you know once you start doing business with certain people who you consider to be your friends and you start knowing the real you know the real person like for instance when someone says hey i've known that guy for 10 years now it depends Maybe you knew him 10 years ago, but you don't, you know, you're not around him all the time. You probably, you know, when you're different ways, you understand? So I have a lot of people who consider, who I consider, okay, yeah, this guy is my friend, you know, but we were friendly probably like 10, 15 years ago. I don't know where you've been. Give me two meters, step back. <laughs> you know, these times that we're living in, crazy times. But yes, after I left uh, Monarch Music, I was really, I was pretty pissed with myself because I felt that I just um, messed around for about a couple of years. So I had to go back to the drawing board and um, reassess the situation. So I was already tired. I was tired of making the kind of music where you know, someone would just say, no, 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 you have to make this for the radio. You have to do this. You have to do that. I was tired of people breathing down my, you know, neck. So I just decided to just do what I I just wanted to. And I started recording a project. I've got beats from XYZ now. XYZ is that kind of brother who's really patient. And his beats are not for everybody. XYZ doesn't just throw beats to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Now he came to my house in 2010. I remember he was actually working in a bank then. XYZ came to my crib. He had some beats. I chose, you know, quite a few of them, probably like six or seven, but I put them in a folder. And uh, when I was recording my album that year, something happened. The hard drive fell and I lost everything. So I was actually in 2009. Yeah, he came 2009. So I lost everything. So I started re-recording most of the tracks. And while I was going crazy recording the tracks again, 
I actually forgot that I had the XYZ folder. So that was in 2000 and I was recording it in 2010 as doing the the re-recording in 2010. But I forgot that I had that XYZ folder. So yeah, fast forward to 2000, I think it's 2013-ish after the Monarch Music debacle. I think it was late 2013. Um, I checked and I saw that folder and I started listening to the beats and I was like, yo, XYZ is way ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. So I gave the brother a call. I was like, yo, dude, man, I have those beats. And I think I used one of, yeah, I used one of XYZ's beats. One. I used one of the beats. So, and there was a project that I did with, um, I actually rapped on, Nighthouse gave me a beat. But you see, Nighthouse back then, they used to work with a lot of producers. So I didn't know XYZ made that beat. So after I, I put out, uh, this was ages ago, this was in 2008, first time I rhymed over an XYZ beat and I didn't even know it was an XYZ beat. So I'm going back and forth, yes I know, but I'll get back to what I was talking about. So I didn't know, the game needs me, I didn't know that X made that beat. So X hit me up and I was like, yo, I made that beat. I was like, oh man, sorry. So what I did was, I, I recorded it again. I just changed the lyrics, but the same chorus. And uh, he gave me a couple of other beats and then he gave me this beat. And I was listening to it, I was like, what? It took me 20 minutes to write the rhymes. It was Let It Go. It was really fast. I, I wrote those that Let It Go track in less than 20 minutes. And I was like, this is hype because the, the track was bouncing. Let it go, let it go, let it, let it go. And without anybody telling me, I knew that, yeah, this is going to be the first single. So X shot me some more beats and we were just, you know, working. I finished recording on all the other beats he sent me. And then he sent me some more. And I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere with this. So I started recording again. Recording, recording, and um, finished that up. And then guess what happens? I finished the album, right? I've done the outro. The outro is zoning out. I finish everything. Then I bump into Vector the Viper. I bump into Vector. And um, my man Vector, I just told him, like, listen, man, I'm just, I just finished recording my album. Then he was like, ah, oh, you're not going to put me on the album. Because the truth is, most guys in the industry, when I try to do stuff with them, it just never really happens. I don't know. So... I was like, you serious? I send you the beat tomorrow. So I sent back to that beat. And guess what? In two days, he had 32 bars for me. So I was like, wow. That's why Vector is on that project. Very few other rappers are on the project. Terry the Rap Man and Ferocious on it. We decided to do something, uh, something very special, something different. I went to go and visit. I think they were living in Ikeja at that time. So I went to their crib and uh, Ferocious had a studio in the crib. So I came with uh, the beat, the XYZ beat. And I came with all the sound effects that I downloaded, movie stuff that I downloaded from the internet. I chopped it up. And you know what? Something just told me that, you just make this a short track. Just put only Ferocious and Terry rapping on it, you know, because Terry and Ferocious, you know, they used to stay in the same crib. And... 
you know, it, it would make sense if two of them just jump on here and then I just step back. So I stepped back and allowed uh, Terry and Ferocious to manhandle that beat and they did a really good job. They did a really good job. And a lot of people later on were asking me, man, why did you jump on that beat? And the truth is, I, I don't really know. I just didn't jump on it. So yeah, the album, you know, me and XYZ alphabetical order, we finished it. And I was thinking, how am I gonna put this out? How am I gonna put this out? We shot, the video came out, the video was smashing. And uh, even I got calls from MTV. I didn't wanna, I'd had it with, with the industry. So I, I didn't, I just put it online. I was like, man, I, I'm not dealing with MTV. Then I got called from Osahon and he, I got a call from him and he was like, yo, I saw the video, I like it, man, bring it over. And he did a good job, man. He represented, he played it. He played the video. Channel O played the video. There's a guy called Andile. Andile, shout out to Andile. I never met the dude, but the guy is a real hip hop head. A friend of mine was running Channel O at that time. And uh, I don't want to mention her name, but yeah, she was running Channel O and um, she just uh, told me that, hey man, there's a guy that's really a big fan of yours. He likes the kind of hip hop you do. And she claimed to be off hip hop because when I first met her, she was a real hip hop head. But I don't know what happened to her. She just called me one day. I was like, oh, I don't like hip hop no more. Don't want to listen to hip hop. All this real hip hop is fake. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah. You had some issues with some guys in the hip hop realm. Maybe a personal issue with you know, some of these rappers. And then she decided to just be off hip hop. But yeah, that's, that's a story for another day. This podcast is not really, it's not something I just started to just out people, to call out people. So I'm not even going to mention a name, but I know a lot of people out there can guess who it, who it is. But no names, no names, no names, no fears, no kiss. So this guy was always, you know, calling me, hitting me up. That, that time we were using BBM Messenger. He was like, man, mode, man, I love the song. Let it go. So when they did their Channel O Music Video Awards, they all sat down and they, you know, said, okay, which videos are the videos that we're going to select for the best rap video, blah, 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 whatever. And this dude was like, yo, man, this Mode 9 song is dope and everything. Everybody shut it down. So I was like, whoa. He told me, he was like, man, he doesn't understand why. Like, most of the stuff, the, the raps that they were the rap songs and videos that they were putting forward were kind of cheesy and corny. I was like, man, the sign of the times, man. Times have changed, man. People people truly don't want to listen to too much lyrics. But the funny thing about Let It Go, Let It Go was just me. It was a super dumbed down song. Like, I wasn't really saying much. It was just the ease at which I said it. It was just something really easy. So, that didn't even get nominated, but I wasn't mad because I knew I did a good job. I knew the song was a banger. So we put the album out. The album didn't do too badly, man. It didn't do too badly. A lot of people loved it, but it was real hip hop. I got a lot of criti- uh, you know, the, 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 the criticizers. They started. They said, oh, Modai, this real hip hop that you're doing, we don't understand. We, don't, we want to dance. We want to dance. Well, time we want to dance. We don't want to hear this uh, hip hop, y'all. The truth is, anytime something happens, 
in the nation, some injustice, okay, for example, NSAS or something like police brutality or when the George Floyd um, thing happened. You see, these same fans will be calling for me on on Twitter and social media. Modern, do a track about this. Do a track about that. Dude, they only remember us when something happens. Even like on all my albums, I always do songs about, you know, stuff, conscious stuff. I always have conscious songs. And it's not just because I'm doing them for clout, you know, to, to chase clout. No, I'm not doing it. I'm just doing them because that's just how I feel. I'm telling a story. But, you know, a lot of people just only, they only make those type of songs is when there's a trending matter. It's clout chasing, man. Even though you're doing it for the right reasons, you're still a clout chaser. So yeah, uh, that album came out. Alphabetical order. I was pretty pleased with it. You know, pretty. I was pretty pleased. I was pretty pleased with it. It was not bad. And after that, I went to Abuja. I was planning to, you know, playing with the thought of, you know, going to do more shows abroad because obviously the industry wasn't showing me too much love so i started talking to my contacts my contacts in germany i had some contacts in south africa i actually went to south africa where i met uh, i stayed at recky d's place aka plenty plenty he was always saying that there's a big guy big guy he's probably bigger than me and uh, he was on a diet then i was eating chicken and everything so, Mode 9, I won't go chop my grass. I won't chop my grass. <laughs> we'll go to the supermarket to buy food. And you have to buy all these salads and all these lettuce and all this. So Mode 9, you don't go follow me, chop grass. I was like, man, you're on your own. Oh. Yeah, I won't chop my chicken. <laughs> so yeah, I went to his place and he introduced me to um that was in South Africa. So we went all the way to Santon. When he's going to work in the morning, he drives me all over. Oh, all the way to Santon, he drops me at uh, Hammer's place, DJ Hammer, who's a guy that I wanted to do stuff with. You know, we recorded some songs. We we even shot a video, but I haven't even seen the video since then. It's about five years ago. So yeah, the South African trip didn't really work. It didn't work, not because, you know, we had any misunderstandings or anything. I just didn't feel the atmosphere because we got stopped by the police and the police wanted to they, they wanted to shoot me. <laughs> they just didn't like the fact that three black men were riding in the car and we were going up, you know, to an estate in the hills. That's where Recky was staying. He had, a, he had a pretty good job, so he was staying in a very nice place. So I just felt, nah, South Africa is not the place. Then I started, give, I started calling all my contacts in Germany, and then uh, I called my boy George from Out Here Records and he told me about an urban festival that they're doing and he's like listen we're doing this festival man you need to be on this I was like okay give me the date let's see what happens so what I did was I just said okay like I'll, I'll go to London I said fly me from London to Cologne so I went to London chilled there for a couple of days and then uh, I think October I think it was I think it was October 1st or something like that, 2016. I flew to Germany where I met I met Casper. Casper was there. 
there were a whole lot of people there. There was a, a guy called Calvin, rest in peace. I heard he just died. And uh, Awa was there. It was lovely, man. It was a good experience. I'll talk more about that. My experience in Cologne, Urban African Music Festival. It was dope. I'll talk more about that next week. Peace!